0: Hey, kids. You like pro wrestling?
1: I like pro wrestling. let shake them robes. I'm Jeff Hawkins, along with the returning Chris Novembrino. Welcome back, sir. Your replacement, original, did not work out.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> what What do you want me to say? I, I know, <laughs> I, know I, I set up a, a great bit, and it, the punchline was not delivered, and... This is a take it to the grave situation for me. <laughs> I shan't forget this. And
1: you have cursed my family, sir. I shan't no, forget
2: I, this. Look, like, you know the day? Are you familiar with the day? Because it's gonna be rude.
1: <laughs> R-O-U-X.
2: <laughs> yeah. Rue the day, baby.
1: You're gonna rue the day. Rue McClanahan the day. Uh yeah. Uh R I P to the great comedic genius Norm McDonald or as David Letterman liked to call him, Norm MacDonald. I I quite uh, enjoy that. Had a couple of run-ins with him uh, early in my stand-up life slash comedy life. And I I view him more as a stand-up than a talk show guest, but I admit his talk show guest shtick was some fantastic deconstruction of the the talk show genre in so many ways. And if you want to expound on that, we can. But uh, back when I was a young man with dreams, the day after – i graduated from college i was in new york city getting ready for my next class at nyu learning how to write uh, sitcoms and at night i would go around and try and pay my dues at the uh, open mics in new york city and one night i had picked up a copy of new york magazine with the cover story being about uh, alternative the alternative comedy boom which is more or less a pretentious way to market uh Comedians, it was uh, you know, uncabaret was was getting big out here, and uh, it was like the, the the genre of comics like Louis C.K. and Patton Oswalt and Sarah Silverman and David Tell because they were trying to basically separate them from the quote unquote hateful comedy of of Carrot Top and uh, or, or hacky comedy of Carrot Top, but the hateful comedy of Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, carrot top. I like doesn't get too The malicious
2: comedy of, <laughs> the malicious. he was so cool. He was, that was the thing about carrot top. Uh,
1: that's that's what he'll be remembered for. His innate cruelty. um Yeah, but uh so Norm and another guy who I just adored by the name of Drake Sather. Who, if you ever listen to Drake Sather's stand up, he, he has the same cadence as Norm, but it's a little more nasally. So it's kind of a weird thing. And both of them sat at the at the. Uh, at the knee of of dennis miller so that was the holy trinity for me uh back then drake went on to write some great episodes of like news radio and uh, just shoot me and other things but uh, they came in and they saw this magazine Ah, eh, what's that alternative comedy alternative to what being funny <laughs> and then drake Johnson I, I think i'm gonna start doing my punch lines in front of the joke and see how that goes and they take the magazine and they start reading and they start doing bits. This is like 3 a.m. in the bar and we're just doing bits and they're holding court and everything. It's just, it was surreal to watch these two guys just keep on riffing. And like, they get to the part of the story about Sarah Silverman being fired from Saturday Night Live. And there are things I cannot, I cannot share here about what Norm and him said at the time, but apparently they've made up uh, in some ways or he was just blowing off steam. But I move out to L.A., and about a year later, I'm in the improv because the thing to do for young standups would be, you know, you butter up the box office person. Hey, can I come in and just watch these sets? Because all the headliners would come in around 1030 or so. And up until about 1 a.m., they they do 10 minutes of stuff because they're trying stuff for the road or the next special or something like that. And I'm drinking at the bar and, and Norman and Drake say they're both walk in and they're talking to another comic by the name of Anthony Clark, who had a show on back then named boston common i think that's the name of it i'm just sitting there alone just kind of my own business normal all of a sudden gives me this dirty look i'm just like oh shit what did i do know, how'd you live in new york <laughs> and i just go well that's that's an la story I'll, I'll keep forever but to me he was always the guy who was doing these jokes <laughs> where you're like like you ever have a dog and tell you to kill it and it takes off his man? Ah, oh, it's me, Bob. Oh, Bob, you got me. I, I he, he loved the joke. He, I loved his earnest repeating of punchlines and trying to explain jokes that made things that much funnier. And uh, yeah, nine year battle with cancer. He never told anybody.
2: Yeah, I I was a huge Norm McDonald fan growing up, and I always found him to be funny even in his later years when he got a little strange for my taste but he still remained funny generally speaking and it's a strong and bold choice to have a battle like that and just keep it private it's fitting with him I don't think he wanted to show any point of vulnerability or have that sort of like hug thing because it's like so contrary to his comedy. Like he's I just
1: there he- to be funny. It's not there to be deep or to emotionally sway you or anything. Well, like that. And,
2: and there's this danger it's, it's weird. And, but perhaps he was sort of instinctually right that like, uh, you can't actually share that and then get the laughs that you want to get you start getting like sympathy laughs like oh man yeah Yeah. you know and like
1: oh this is the last special gotta laugh for yeah right (laughs)
2: right it's 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 kind of like uh the cousin of claptor uh like and if you if you don't want to get that um and you want to get earnest actual laughs and stuff then you have to go out there and be the straight comic and so like he made a really strong choice and i mean i think you know, looking back, uh, especially whatever you thought about what he did kind of, you know, where, where he kind of took a turn here in the later years, um, you have to respect that he did all of that while keeping this cancer thing extremely private and just not making it a part of his career. Um, uh, the, that's the thing commitment. that people
1: may not know about him, and, and this is from people who worked on his sports show that I know, like, there was a short-lived sports show, I believe, on Comedy Central, it's only the, a few of my friends worked on things like that. They you know, I kind of asked him, hey, you know, i don't know him that well and i've heard people talk about him like miller loved him just adored him as a human being he just sit there in the room and just listen to norm all day and just laugh at him but uh, i go well what's what's something that uh, people wouldn't ordinarily think of of norm that, that they wouldn't they go he is the most well-read comic i've ever met i mean when they say he's smart they don't mean just you know perceptive they mean i mean he reads books like he reads all the books on a subject if he's interested. in He's kind of that hyper focused, uh, perhaps a little on the spectrum, they thought maybe a little bit. But uh, just when, when he when he gloms onto a subject, he, he wants to just know everything about it. Uh, that and his voracious gambling habit, which <laughs> it's like you want to be at the funeral. It's Somebody's gonna have to go. Are we gonna comedy? talk about <laughs> the gambling? <laughs> yeah, it's all
2: over his comedy, so you know it's all over his life. It's got yeah. you write what you know.
1: Unrepentant gambling. That that <laughs> this thing lost a lot, made a lot. Uh, yeah, so let's get into the the Graps news. We are brought to you this week by my bookie. More about them later, but some sad news, I think. Jake Atlas suddenly retiring from wrestling this week. His last show was last week's uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Just mentally not into the game anymore. And apparently, I did not watch the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, but apparently it was kind of clear a little bit, like about halfway through the match, that he had kind of lost a little bit of focus too. And, he, you know, he just lost his love. And that, to me, is a tragedy. Because I, I liked... What I saw of him on the Indies, and it, it's got to be hard Like for him, we, we've talked about here on the show before, his dream was WWE. It wasn't to be the greatest professional wrestler in the world. His dream was to be a star in WWE. And when you work that hard for something and your dream doesn't come true, and you're still a young man, and you're just kind of like, "Well, well, okay, I had my shot." Now that kind of happened to me a little bit in comedy. I got a lot of uh, I had great representation when I came out here. I you know, I had some great pitch meetings but didn't sell anything. And then all of a sudden I'm persona non grata. And it's just like damn. It's like he he goes I'm 26. I got the rest of my life. I'm going to find something else to put my energy into and I'm just I'm like, dude, AEW wanted to make you a star. Why not at least take that call? <laughs> see see if he can get that back. I know it's going to be hard now in this jumbled thing of pro wrestling and it's becoming such a bigger company and he made the wrong choice when he had the choice i think and that's that's the biggest tragedy of them all
2: yeah I don't know that he's done. He's 26. He's yeah, not Yeah, you, you can
1: always change your mind. You always have the right to change your mind and come back.
2: And wrestling these days, as we are seeing with people like Bobby Roode, Kazarian, Christian, uh, you can be wrestling at a high level and working all the way into your mid-40s. So for Jake Atlas, that is another 20 years. True. Uh, yeah, and, he already, he, he, and he's going to come back and get his footing so he could have a very successful 30s so i could i could
1: see him i could see him going to like grad school and then and then you know going to a job and then like one day this this indie says hey we need a guy i wanted to check to see if you wanted to try a match or something oh you know what i'd like to see if i have it back i could see him getting his love back after a couple years away
2: yeah uh, that's why when you go he is retiring i go it sounds more to me like he's taking a break uh you know we'll, we'll see if he retires
1: Dark Side of the Ring ran this week on a story on the plane ride from hell from 2002, I believe it was.
2: Uh, I've heard about this.
1: I was alive during this. I was a young man during this, and it's it's funny that a lot of people don't know about this on, on, the, on the old Twitter. I, I forget sometimes that uh, I am this old and that a lot of people don't know all this history, but... In the news, there's been a lot of backlash about this. Ric Flair's deal with CarShield is now on hold. They have stopped running the ads due to things said in the in the uh, show. Tommy Dreamer is on indefinite suspension for his terrible defense of Ric Flair. Admittedly, um, I I have thoughts on that one, but I don't think I'm going to say them because. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll say them.
2: Yeah, no, let's get into Dreamer because I because I want to talk on Dreamer too. We can Dreamer
1: let me let me let me start with the obvious. Dreamer bitched out on this because he didn't want to he didn't want to bury Flair. Now, the only how do I put this? Not defense of Dreamer, because I'm not gonna defend him, but <laughs> there I go, but this is a documentary. He may have said something that we're not aware of. That's the only hope I'd have of here, but it doesn't sound like he did. So I'm even doubting my doubts here.
2: I I had a real problem, not just with like the substance of, you know, defending flair or whatever, but sort of the tone and the sustaining tone of dreamer throughout. That's
1: just who he is. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, You know, and even there was other, I wish I had written down all of the different lines because it, it's it's not, again, it's not even just the flair stuff. It's like, you know, that's the business stuff. Well, if she really felt that strongly about it. Why did she take the settlement? She should have just prosecuted him to the fullest extent of the law. Like, it, it, as he's yeah, saying that, that line, that, that part the state yeah, no, there, there's any number of things. That was
1: a victim blaming shit, right? Absolutely, there.
2: <laughs> no, like, like, there, and that's the thing. You know, there's a clear point of delineation between guys like Rob Van Dam. Yeah, um, Rob, yeah, Rob if, was but,
1: Rob got a little marbly mouth too when he was like, "That's just kind of what happened
2: with yeah, the boys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that you date rape people, but, but but there, but there's also a tonal difference between Rob Van Dam. I'm not saying what Rob Van Dam was saying was fine. I'm saying, okay, Rob Van Dam clearly didn't dig it or anything. Like, like like he's not, he's not, there's a way that dreamers, I keep having to go to the word defend, but that's kind of what it feels like. Just going like, it was either defense
1: or nonchalance. And I, I don't, I don't think it was nonchalance. And
2: and I got to go one step further too. Um, in the case of this particular allegation, Uh, There are other people who were on that flight who saw Flair doing the helicopter move. So when Dreamer is denying that the helicopter move happened, (laughs) like he's not just denying the woman, he's denying other eyewitnesses who saw the incident. And like, yeah, yeah, it's just... It, it's classless. Uh, and, it, and, and actually, you know, I'll go uh, one more, one more thing, the door it. thing. Cause getting back to dreamers, general sustaining thing of nonchalance. So he's like, well, you know, like, yeah, you know, everyone's like, what would happen with the door? It could have been so bad, but like, it wasn't going to go because everyone knows not that's not how these doors work. And then other people come in and bring up the valid point of, yeah, but you can break the seal on the airplane in many other places. And if you're flying <laughs> over the Atlantic uh, and, and these guys, you know, the, the the service person on the flight, I guess you'd be a flight attendant back in those days. I don't know what the proper term is for now. Um, flight attendant. But, flight attendant. Okay, cool. Um, I just you know I'm not trying, especially given the subject. It's the proper
1: remember. nomenclature, dude? I, I want to be <laughs> on,
2: I, I want to be on point given the seriousness of of this particular subject. But like she brings up, yeah, like Lesnar and Henning could have like like slammed into the side of the plane strong enough and actually you know broken the seal on the plane. This is like a pressurized seal. It doesn't take actually all that much to disrupt it if you like really put some force on it. So like. Dreamer's tone was just abysmal throughout. Uh, Flair, uh, I, I mean, how can you put him on TV now? Uh, I, 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 I understand. I was going to bring up that
1: point because I think he was scheduled to be in New York on Wednesday. I do. I think he was going to get. He was going to debut during this Sting match in some way. And I don't think that's. I don't think that can happen now. It can't. I don't think you can do that with the. I mean, look the the story. People take Twitter conversation to be far more far reaching than it is. But by the time we get to Wednesday, it might have uh, it might have jumped from Twitter to no.
2: But, but think about this AEW audience. Yes, especially the live fans and everything like that. They all saw this dark side of the ring thing, and I'm with you. There's a certain naivete about the Nature Boy that I'm not defending. But like, I think for a long time. Despite knowing that Ric Flair was an absolute party guy outside of the ring and the the nature boy, like like people just didn't think that it it went beyond drinking and, you know, just hitting on ladies.
1: It was harmless flashing.
2: Right. (laughs) Right. And and you can, especially when you are seeing this woman talking about this incident at length and how she was deeply traumatized. And, and and like all of these different, you know, the when she's afterwards, when she gets away, thanks to Dustin on the intercom. Dustin Rhodes also extremely problematic in this. Uh, he's probably going to be getting some booze here going forward. Uh, like,
1: well, I mean, he took his he, he got fired over the damn thing. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's taking his punishment. but He'll probably get like more backlash. I, I, I concur with that.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Let me take one Jim Ross to task. Uh, if
2: he's another problematic tone guy, just, he's like, he's like dreamer, but to your point where you're going to go, well,
1: but he gets a pass because he's the old grandpa and a lot of, I'm, I'm telling you a lot of these shows that deal with WWF and their personnel are reclamation projects for him. And I ain't buying it. I'm sorry. He was vice president of talent relations during this time. There was already the issue with Brock and Hennig. There was already the issue with Hayes and JBL. And now you got Flair going naked. You got to step in there. You are senior management, even if he didn't have the title at that time. And when he says, well, you know what? One, one of the ages," hey, somebody has to go back there and do something. Yeah, you, Jim Ross, you're not, not not just the play-by-play guy. You are management of this company. You have to go back there and not just say boys will be boys. You have to take control of this situation it's probably the most senior leadership on this plane. I know flair was protected on high because he was in an angle with Vince. I don't care. That is your job. And you have to, if you have to take a bullet for that, so be it, but <laughs> they are putting everybody's lives on that plane at risk. And you are the most probably, unless Vince was on the plane, which nobody has ever said he was other than a couple no, other. I people. thought they
2: did at the end of it, that he was on the plane.
1: I, I, he was on the plane there, but they never said he was on the plane back. That's the thing. Although I think uh, coachman, Jonathan coachman said he wasn't on the plane. Other people have said he was Kurt angle. Of course, doesn't know. He thinks he was wrestling Vince on the plane ride from hell. And he wasn't, that was another flight. But if Vince was on the flight, it's even worse to me. That he let this whole thing go on. I mean, that that's just, that's inexcusable. I don't care. Yeah. I, 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 the owner of the company needs in and, and look, he was full on Vince at this time because the, the story from that Kurt angle story is that he basically threatened the pilot of a plane who told them to stop and say, I'll buy this plane from you" or whatever. And it's just like, dude, the management, I, I don't care about being part of this locker room culture, which it, all these guys were, all these management guys were ribbers too at times and things like that being cruel, for cruel sake and pushing people into swimming pools with their clothes on and getting their jollies on. This was a high school locker room where the teachers thought they were the athletes too. And and that just, it it just, it takes me a while. What am I supposed to do? Follow everybody around and, and take responsibility. it's like, yes, on yes, this flight, yes,
2: that is your job. I, you can't sit there and be like, I'm the vice president of talent relations. I do the hiring and firing. I, you know, I Vince gives me the orders and I do them um, and, and then go, well, what am I supposed to do? Go out there and keep an eye on all these guys. Yeah. Cause they have to make another town. Like, I, If for no other reason, then you are going to be in city X next week. Uh, on Monday, and these guys, the next guys, night, the, the next, next night. night, and they need to be functional when they're in the ring. That so, like, they, there's actually no excuse for Jim Ross, and totally, I don't actually think he's all that much better than Dreamer. I I thought that uh, the way Ross was talking about Flair, and you know, then at the end he kind of go, you know, then he'll be like, well, why did Flair get a pass? You know, why? Yeah, Jim, why did he? What? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, if, let's if, expound oh, on if that a only, little bit. If only someone could have spoken up, someone with some stature and standing in the company, uh, who had been in the business a long time. If only there was someone there who could have said that with some authority,
1: or say, "Hey, not just that Flair was legend. Flair was in an angle with the owner of the company. That was a main event angle. Take your shot here, Jim." Mr. Mr. I'm bitter that the WWE fired me. Take some, and I know, look, Flair's a friend of his. I get it. You don't want to bury your friends. But, man, I if I do wrong, I hope a friend calls me out on it. That's all I'm saying. And and I just, I, I watched this, and this was just like, I wasn't an active part of it, so I couldn't possibly be any way responsible for this when when you're just when you're just passing the buck to let agents go back there and handle it and things like that i mean that's after the first two things maybe 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 but you don't go to dustin, sleep.
2: once dustin has the intercom yes, it's right it's not like it's a secret uh, anymore y- yeah you can't you cannot claim plausible deniability i had my I, headphones on i was uh, no asleep. no because jim ross goes he's a terrible singer like, he actually comments on the singing. Yeah, yeah. That's how, like, paying attention Jim Ross was to all of this. How did you know he
1: was killing the observatory if you weren't in there?
2: Uh... <laughs> yeah, so I, I just, I was watching it, and it, the Flair incident's bad in and of itself, but the sustaining commentary from people like Dreamer, people like Ross... Uh, and like I didn't I I didn't I thought PJ Polanco was fine oh but Scott Hall was also abysmal uh uh, you know and and like here people kind of make light of the whole Scott Hall situation um with with the flight attendant I think Uh,
1: Triple H H bombed me or whatever or or not Triple H but uh uh Henning he blamed his behavior on somebody else I mean that was just yeah yeah and I think they'll continue to be fallout for this I think Dreamer loses his job probably
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Dreamer now, especially as a babyface, is kind of over, too, because, you know, the way Dreamer was talking about women throughout that thing was was kind of (laughs) that. I think he was trying to be
1: fair minded and he came off as insensitive.
2: Uh, Yeah, because I think there's there's fair minded and then there's revealing yourself with where you draw the line at fair
1: why would you agree to go on a documentary knowing that they can do these types of things to you? I, I, I just know. I, I want to talk about one more thing before we, we go on, unless you had some another comment for that. No, uh,
2: no, no, no. Yeah. Cause
1: Twitter discourse this week was interesting. Sean Rossap, our friend uh, putting out there that Johnny Gargano's contract comes out and comes up in December of 2021. And I saw a lot of AEW fans just groaning and crying and, Oh, he ruined NXT. He comes to AEW. He's going to, it's going to be a bad signing and I don't want to see him. And are you people insane? Just put him in a tag team. He doesn't have to go for the big belt, but you're going to, you're going to take a guy who can look the sports entertainment stuff aside, even though he's been great doing it personally, he's he's one of the best baby faces in peril you could ever have on a roster especially for a tag team you're you're gonna say no to that because of this imaginary because because you won the war and you don't want to take on the losers soldiers or something i i just it's 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 the same reaction i have to wwe stands that 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 think that they can do no wrong even though their product is dreadful right now for the most part it's 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 amazing to me chris
2: yeah, I, I saw some of the Gargano discourse and it is very silly. He's grown personality wise here. Yes. I think that he's. Especially
1: from the Indies, yeah.
2: Yeah, especially from the Indies. The work is still there. I don't think. Yes, they won the Wednesday night war. That is true. But the actual war is not over. The Wednesday night war was a battle. And there's still a broader campaign here. And picking up someone like Gargano and doing cool things with him is yet another way to draw eyeballs onto the television here. And so far, if you're looking at the ratings, what is moving AEW up to that next echelon is bringing in known entities from WWE and pushing them and presenting them in a way that's superior to what WWE was doing with them, whether that's Alistair Black, now Malachi Black or Brian Danielson or CM Punk. Um, but they are no names from WWE that are helping to elevate this brand to the next level. It's built on a base of the homegrown guys and, and the elite guys and the new Japan kind of core of aew. And then on top of that you have the WWE guys and that's the model right now.
1: Speaking of which, the numbers, 0.43, 1.67 million for Raw, both coming in at two-month lows. AEW Dynamite was watched by 1.175 million viewers. On average, 574,000 aged 18 to 49 for a 0.44. They edge out Raw in the demo. SmackDown up 11% from last year, 2.383 million for that super show that I thought was probably one of the best SmackDowns they've done since moving to Fox. That edge uh, match was better than the one they had the pay-per-view lots of stars lots of things happening then this week it kind of went back to the mean that's fine any uh any thoughts on numbers before we get into uh the lazy river
2: no i think that aew continues to settle in at a nice sustaining pattern of being over one million you look at the show that they put on this week it didn't feel it didn't need a big hot shot. It didn't feel like they. This is a show that they could put on on a weekly basis and do solid numbers on. Uh, I strong John Moxley and Eddie Kingston's a good strong television tag team that is getting a nice hot reaction. And yeah, I I think that Raw is going to keep losing numbers and, and I think especially Monday, with Monday night football, Monday night that, football. G- that game Monday yeah. was
1: spectacular. Yeah. So, so I,
2: I know it's not, it, you, you're kind of comparing apples and pears right now, but the the thing for raw is it does look bad to have sentences out there. Like AEW is beating Monday night raw in the demo. Even if that has an asterisk at the end of the sentence, the fact that that sentence exists is still a problem.
1: Promotional consideration paid for by my bookie this week, with over five hundred thousand dollars in contest prize money up for grabs. The NFL is back in action, and so is winning season at my bookie. Lord, football is back. At mybookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets, and get in on the fan favorite one hundred thousand dollars super contest which only costs $10 to enter. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. In order to get you started, make your first deposit at mybookie.ag and use our promo code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S, to instantly receive double your deposit. That's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using promo code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and we thank them for their sponsorship this week. So it's Lazy River time, Chris. I'll pick a subject. You pick a subject. We'll go back and forth till we get tired of talking wrestling, I guess. Very good week of wrestling. But speaking of Raw ratings, your new WWE champion is one a big E, no longer Langston, cashing in the money in the bank as he hyped on social media before Raw, at the beginning of Raw, and then at the end of Raw. Thoughts? Your sound is off, so this bit isn't working. That you're doing. There we go.
2: I, I you
1: killed I it. You killed the yeah, mood. I know.
2: I know. I know. I know. It, for those for a, those it,
1: not on, what kind of uh, what what kind of thing is that for your puppet?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, this is Canny's. He's masked now.
1: Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a yeah. Luchador? yeah
2: he, he's doing a lucha thing. Oh, okay. Now. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's just see where this goes. Oh my god. Olay. <laughs> we went all the way for that joke yeah hell yeah we did
2: (laughs) what what other joke is there with candy
1: let's see let's see how it plays out get your line
2: right candy whatever you know Uh, uh,
1: it was a feel-good moment for a company that doesn't do a lot of feel-good moments and they were doing feel-good moments on smackdown on friday If, if this is a nice change i'll take it but i don't uh I don't see a long term reign for Big E, and I don't, and I think I don't see a change in character with him either. It's gonna be the pancakes and the funny stuff because he thinks that's what brought him to the dance, and I'm just like, and then eventually Brock probably gonna have five him like Kofi. I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you
2: think of that? I, I th- where I think this becomes a real problem is with the off ramp, and. Going back to my point about what AEW's, you know, kind of formula is to gain to the next level. Uh, I think that <laughs> this is kind of a long-term prediction, but I'll, but I'll go ahead and shoot my shot. I think that the mishandling of this ultimately kind of precedes the New Day or a member at least of the New Day jumping ship to AEW. I, I just don't. <laughs> wow. I don't, really? I, I don't see this going well. I really don't, um, I, I, and I know I'm on board with Biggie. I think he's a great wrestler, but yes. I don't think they have a vision for what this push looks like. I, everyone, hold
1: is, on. Let me let me let me ask you a question there and stop you there. Was this a hot shot?
2: Absolutely, think? absolutely. Okay. That that's yeah, that's where I was going. Is that people have been discussing this as a hot shot, and I mean. I agree it is. Uh, I I don't think you saw any meaningful foreshadowing of this. Biggie saying all that stuff on Twitter would have been absolutely unnecessary if it wasn't a hot shot. Um if if they had been telling a story coherently over the last several weeks, he wouldn't have hopped on Twitter and been like I'm going to I'm going to cash in on Monday night. He was doing that to create some sort of structure of an angle, but it's a hot at angle and I think that that speaks to WWE's longer term problem, which is they do not know where these characters are going in three months. And I don't think they have a plan for Big E. I don't think they have a main. Oh, event. I think they have a
1: plan. Let me get even more cynical with you. I think he loses this at uh, at the Saudi Arabia show, which they don't say Saudi Arabia for. It's just crown jewel, not in Saudi Arabia, but it's crown jewel which they don't announce. I think he loses it to Lashley again.
2: No, I don't think he no? loses it there, but okay. I don't th- I don't think he has it past Rumble. I, I don't think, like, when we get into mania season, I don't think he's still the champion. Okay. And I I think he maybe even loses it at a rumble. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, but I, I just don't, I don't see them, I don't see this curing what ails WWE. And when this doesn't immediately right the ship, the people who thought that this would write the ship, which is the reason it got hotshotted, are going to go, well, that didn't work. Moving on now. And I, I think that there are a lot of people who really like the new day. I, I like the new day. I think. I like talent, the new day. I, yeah, I, I think there. are I can't see any of
1: them jumping ship because they make too much money right now, and that's uh, what I'll, the business I'll, is I'll, all about.
2: I'll tell you what, though, if they ever jump ship, especially with their merchandise like dynamite, uh, like th- the Young Bucks going... feud,
1: the Young Bucks feud is money oh, yeah. because it's been money, on money, social money. media for a while. So yeah,
2: yeah. No, um, uh, if the money was right and they could get at least two of them over there, uh, boy, I'll tell you, I, a lot of people like Kofi Kingston, Kofi Kingston is going to get some eyeballs on there. Um, people like these new day. I like the new day.
1: It's your, uh, it's your turn for a topic, sir.
2: Um, okay. Uh, boy, let's, let's talk about the new NXT
1: NXT 2.0 jackson pollock version
2: (laughs) i will tell you what it it is it is a technicolor dream coat that nxt
1: Ah, much like Jiro wears technicolor dream yeah yeah. (laughs)
2: he's yeah he's kind of like the the perfect fit for this so what
1: was your opinion of nxt 2.0 overall Wow, I, I've, I'm watching him on the camera. He's just—he has like—it looks like he just got the worst migraine in the world. It
2: just—I <laughs> think I like it, but it's also bad at the same time.
1: I am there with you. I—I I, let me—I'll get out mine, and maybe this will spark a little something in you. It feels a, a lot like WW or a lot like WCW worldwide at the oh. Disney Studios. It feels oh. a lot like that to me. I I appreciate the youth movement. But these guys are guys. And in terms of name, don't get me wrong. I love me Wayne Bloom's kid. Because I love Wayne Bloom. I love Rick Steiner's kid. Cause I think he's a damn hoss and he looks like his old man and stuff like that. These names suck. Von Wagner, Braun breaker. It, it, there's no nicknames. There's no flash to them. There's no, there's nothing. They are guys. They are guys in gear going out there and wrestling who are big. And that's why you're supposed to care about them. And it's just, it, 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 it I mean, every segment had who the, who the F is this guy? coming out there my name's trick williams okay that's great and, you know, the line i got the gift of gab and the gift of jab i believe it's a muhammad
2: ali line it's yeah it's a muhammad ali line
1: and it's fine but that that was some stilted conversation between him and uh and 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 carmelo uh, oh, hayes wait wait
2: wait you mean like the like half sentence i'm now turning heel moment for <laughs> carmelo hayes yes. yeah Yeah. Like, no right um I'm, I'm right there with you on these names. Like, when I saw Rick Snyder's kid, I was like, oh, okay, that's the Sider kid I've been hearing about. And then, and then they're like, his name is Braun Breaker. And why? It's not, why. It, <laughs> why? It's like the word, I mean, okay. Like, because every strong guy's got to be named Braun. I, I don't know if you've if you ever heard of Braun Strowman. You familiar with Braun Strowman? I've, you- I've heard of the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, so, like, this is basically the Braun Strowman name formula. Only instead of strong man... We have Breaker. (laughs) Uh, Only it would be too obvious if his last name was Breaker because someone might actually have that last name, like a Jim Breaks or something like that. So you got to make it with two Ks. Breaker.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, give him a nickname, give him something. Tell me what. Call him the Dog Face Gremlin because you brought it up on TV. Call him the Dog Face Gremlin Braun Breaker, and I'll be fine with that. This is Curtis Axel level type of thinking here where it's like we want to keep him away. From his old man's name, because we don't want people, he's a second generation wrestler. We just don't want you to know who his father was.
2: I'm sorry, but Braun Steiner is a legitimate name, and his name is Bronson Reichsteiner. Reichsteiner
1: was a great name that they are, that was the first. Uh, that was 1.0 of Braun Breaker, and that's a perfectly good name. Call him the King Rex Steiner or something like that. And, and
2: it's what his gimmick already is, Jeff. Yes. He comes out dressed like a Steiner brother. He's a Steiner brother. We we want to watch him suplex people. Yes, and I want to go. I demand. Oh, he's death. a Steiner. He's <laughs> a Ste- like. There are a lot of people who didn't get to see Steiner's growing up. This guy is a Steiner, and oh, by the way, he's not bad. No. I don't, you know, I'm not. Push him to the moon might be a a bit too much, but like he's got something for sure. And I, I just Braun Breaker, just absolute crap. Von Wagner. It Von sounds
1: like a, Wag- like a mall clothing line or something Boy. like that. Have you have you tried on the new Von Wagner jeans? And, oh, and, they and, my and, ass the, and the dude's small.
2: look. And the dude's look. Uh his look is just the most generic yeah, he's in good shape or whatever. He but he looks like his old
1: man. He's sneaky tall.
2: Nondescript blue tights, long hair. Just just He guy. needs
1: my, he needs Mike Enos' kid to join him. That's all I want right now. Cause I love me. I sent you that AWA from nineteen ninety with Tully and the destruction crew and Larry Zabisco cutting a promo. That, that's his old man on there, the, the the tall blonde guy. Yeah, I mean he didn't do too bad in the uh, in the four way, but it was his job basically to catch people. He was just there to stay out of the way for the most part.
2: And his inclusion in the four way, especially after we've never seen him do anything ever, um, I, I have we,
1: uh, we saw him. I believe he had
2: one squash loss on SmackDown. What? No, no. But I mean, in the NXT show, we have
1: and not the, actually seen maybe him do one. Anything. I thought he had one on NXT where he's part of a tag team, Cal as oh. Cal as Cal Bloom.
2: Right. Okay. So not even, not even as this guy. Correct. To have this dude just show up and be included yes. in yes. this title match, yes. I thought actually de- devalued the yes. title. Some. It does. On your yeah.
1: debut, you should win whatever match you're in. Always. Yes. Always, always, and, always.
2: And, and I'm not sure that this guy needed to be in the conversation with Pete. Like the theme of the show was we're getting the young guys oh, in. Oh,
1: I forgot that news. Pete Dunn resigned for three years.
2: <laughs> so, like, I don't think they needed to beat us over the head with that in the title picture. The title picture should be the point of continuity yes. that it is chopper and Don and Kyle O'Reilly who, Oh, by the way, is supposed to be cool, but he's cooled instead. Uh, like, he got like put on ice. Yeah.
1: By, by a couple of guys, by Pete Dunn and, uh, And and
2: also, you already had, before you started doing this stupid stuff with Trick Williams, a guy who was supposed to be in the title picture, which is Carmelo Hayes, and Carmelo Hayes made a lot more sense to be included in the title picture now that it's not Samoa Joey's going up against, but instead Tommaso Ciampa. So, like, I I just really... Well, he hasn't
1: hasn't decided which belt he's going for yet because there's still that uh, Santos Escobar... He has to go after the North American title still, remember, Or he's thinking about it. So we don't even know if he's going to go for the big belt or if he's going to be a dummy and use that contract for the mid belt.
2: Yeah, he might. Well, because Trick Williams is going to lead him down the wrong path.
1: Tommaso Ciampa is your champion. I think we can all see the blueprint here. He's going to lose it to Ridge Holland eventually, and Pete Dunn's probably going to try and turn on Ridge Holland. That's the way I see it because they're not – they're not going to do anything clever with this NXT 2.0 for the most part. It's going to be get the, get the young guys over and that way we can build a pipeline to the main roster. That's what they're going to do here. And I think that that's, that's going to be the plan here.
2: Yeah. And that's fine. I I mean, I think that gets us back to at least watching a developmental show, which is interesting.
1: And remember when they said, no, it's a third brand. It's not a developmental show. That's the thing. And as soon as it gets that stink of developmental, I think people are going to tune out. I do. I think,
2: look, you got to get I don't old- think, I, I mean, I think people have already tuned out, Jeff. I, 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 think, <laughs> I, 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 I think that's why that's we're watching point, this because people have already tuned out.
1: Oh, dear Lord. I, I know. Well, no, they had a good number. They had over 700,000 watching this because of the wedding. I'm going to say something, Chris. I overall liked the wedding. My problem with the wedding sketch, it was great comedy. But there is such a thing as trying to put too many jokes in there. And this could have taken away about four or five jokes uh, for my money. Uh, You know, the uh, the one where every
2: sentence was a joke.
1: (laughs) Was it Uh, the Harlem Bravados character when he stands up and and tries to interrupt the wedding? And nobody knows who that is really. Anyways, uh, this was his introduction to the brand, I believe uh when when is it if anybody has any objections or did what was his line did somebody say and then no nobody said that nobody said that at all whatever his new name is i can't remember it uh yeah the the, (laughs) the priest priest joke i thought landed the first time they didn't need to do it the second time necessarily of course beth phoenix going in there was cool him them not ruining the wedding was a nice change of pace. I think, I think we've seen too many ruined wrestling weddings. I thought Gargano the entire time before the wedding, during the wedding, I thought he, his comedy hit every time It almost babied him to be honest
2: with you. I I think, I mean, they're, they're turning him slowly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of like the Grimes thing. Like, you know, that, 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 this, that whole everything like during the, like the backstage stuff was sort of centered around babying Johnny. Like Johnny's Johnny has come around on this. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think I thought it would, look, this is dumb, <laughs> but I I find it entertaining. I'm, I'm fine with yeah, I, stupidity.
1: This is unrepentantly stupid. I, I,
2: I thought that this was above average for this sort of thing. I I gotta be honest. Speaking of above average, um Mike Julius Sanders? No, Julius <laughs> and Brutus Creed are fun. I enjoy... These are the Julius. squashes I
1: want. These are the squashes I I've always like wanted.
2: I like Julius. So I know Brutus is... Which th- which one is the bigger one? Brutus is the bigger one, but Julius is the trash-talking one. Yes, and, I and, like I, him. I i th- that guy is the classic jock asshole that guy's who,
1: the money it, it, that guy's yeah, the money of this duo great. and they're gonna push the wrong
2: guy when they split him up I, know, the I know i know and no julius is when
1: brutus stabs Julius.
2: Hey <laughs> 2 brutus, H-U,
1: brutus. H-U, Brute. come on give me uh, the latin I,
2: yeah and i love
1: of- i love malcolm uh malcolm as promo Thank God they gave this kid some promo time Been waiting for it. She hasn't eaten a carb since 2015. I love, I love these. It wasn't as good as last week's squash, but these dudes are just this. You know what the ir- irony is? You had a Steiner on this show and this was a Steiner squash in every way, just T-bone suplexes and all that. Oh, I, I-, I,
2: I cannot wait for the next level where they meet any modest level of resistance and they just go into like overdrive because like you're right this one was more subdued but that's like that, that, that even sort of works because it's like the first week they were really kind of intense the second week they didn't need to be that intense so like, they like they did what they did now they're going to meet some resistance and I want them to annihilate that It I it's I, I can't wa- cannot wait for more of uh, Julius and Brutus Creed. And the right. other
1: side of the coin is the poor introduction of the just ridiculous name of JB and BJ. It's like, dude, pay me some money, and I'll come up with a hook for these teams, other than their initials are the opposite. And one of those kids is Josh Briggs from Evolve, who's a very good wrestler. And the other one is old Bull Buchanan's kid the smaller of the two is, and he did, he did his old man's move he's a second generation wrestler who they won't say who who his father was again and they had him do the hey we're here we're a great ten and then they had him lose don't 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 make people lose a cut a promo and then lose that's
2: just stupid no uh, especially when they have job guy names yes like i i josh briggs this is his working name or whatever but like this is also kind of a job guy name especially when you're t- paired with a guy named brooks jensen like that's like yeah that's a george south brooks style J- name. yeah
1: brooks jensen sounds like a guy on the third day of stagecoach at like eight in the morning where nobody's gonna go watch that concert
2: <laughs> yeah Toby Williams opens up for that show. Toby it, it, Williams, it, it, it,
1: it, like, oh, Ridge Holland's almost a name like that. <laughs> the country stylings of Brooks Jensen and Ridge Holland.
2: Yeah. No, these are like these names are almost like challenge names. Like you have to <laughs> overcome these garbage ass. I give names. you this
1: ridiculous. Yeah. Create a player name and. Yeah, you're
2: you're brawn breaker. Try to get over.
1: Well, what what does that name mean? I don't know. What do you think
2: it means? B-R-E-A-K-E-R? No, no. Add an extra K in. That's your name.
1: Like, let me give you, like, Ray Stevens is a generic name, but you call somebody Ray the Crippler Stevens, I'm in. Now I know what this character's all about. Call him something, man. Call him Brooks the badass bull Jensen. And then I'll be fine with that. But no, oh, they're, they're these, they're these. But, but the
2: other thing I hate is the, like, we have the same initials gimmick that they are really getting <laughs> into. You got stupid. Casey and Casey and yeah. BJ and JB. Like, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling this. I'm not vibing on this,
1: but it's weird that I'm, I'm, I'm down on this type of stuff, but I was overall, I thought the show was kind of fun.
2: It. <laughs> it that's why I made so many faces at the beginning. It you, when you ask me to put the experience into one sentence, it's hard because, like, I really run this broad gamut of. I don't actually think this is good, but I also didn't. I also did enjoy the watching experience just because it was novel. I guess you know when the novelty wears off you know, come and get at me in like five weeks or six weeks. And I'll probably be hating the crap out of this.
1: Yeah. I I hope uncle Scott gets an old bronze ear and says, look, they give you the title. That first, that first bro. You go, my name's not Braun breaker. I'm a Steiner. Damn it. And just see where that goes. Just see if they respect you for trying to grab the brass ring after that. That that would be my, my love. Uh, While well, we're in the NXT neighborhood, did you see NXT UK at all?
2: I did. I did see NXT UK at all.
1: I thought the fun part, I loved the, the, the staging of this heel versus heel uh, cup match between Kenny Williams, who I just, I don't like as a character at all, but he and Noem Dar trying to out each other during this match. A lot of fun, I thought. And then I thought the tag match, I think Pretty Deadly is still not ready for primetime yet. They, they, they're, they're, their offense is uber-repetitive over and over and over again
2: yeah they they are very much products of the wwe system and they Mm -hmm. just they don't know how to they just okay they do certain things well i I like some of the tandem stuff they they are starting to find a bit of a personality uh yes they found their characters they they found their characters characters. yeah it it, it's the entrance is just a more it's it reveals growth and I'll give them that for sure. But I'm with you. I thought that...
1: They're always in first gear. In the the
2: Gallus boys really had to carry them. They don't mm-hmm. have a lot of variety in their tandem offenses. And they need... It, they, they have kind of a tough they have a tough act in the sense that they're not big dudes. So they can't do slow power moves that are methodical and like kind of corner, but they're also not really high flyers either. So like off the rope stuff doesn't really work for them. So like they get stuck in this kick, punch, kick, punch, corner, punch, kick, 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 punch, punch, punch.
1: And they're not doing damage with the kicks or punches. That's the problem. And they're not, they're not, they're not elevating the kicks and punches to be more damaging as they go. So it's just,
2: They don't, they need to be doing limb work. Um, like like this, this is a team that needs to be doing limb work. They need to have, and they need to have a tandem submission or something like something that actually like targets a limb. Like the spilled milk is really, I mean, beyond it being just kind of like ho-hum. And I get that a heel finish should be like ho-hum to an extent. I don't think it actually helps tell a story.
1: I love a devastating heel finish finisher cuz that kills off I, the baby face and I, makes the crowd I, angry.
2: I am I'm, I'm with you on that too. I, I I like I you can go either way. You can go either way. But like, like the,
1: so, what do they call it the big rig. I love the big rig.
2: <laughs> yeah, or, or like, you know, the 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 Vegematic Vegematic or, is Yeah, nice. you know, like uh the shattering machinist they used to call it in the NXT. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I I like those sorts of moves too. Um I just uh I I think that pretty deadly needs that they they just need they need to use each other's you know friendship you know like they need to be like just a well-oiled machine that works in tandem more you know uh, what else like they 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 win by synergy fight
1: like pretty boys and i think they need to get rid of that and and kind of
2: and that would be fine if the that prompted them to start working dirty they're getting hit in the like there's if they get hit in
1: the face they get upset and
2: then they start cheating yes then they Uh, like, like they, they, because they become they...
1: desperate because your good looks are the money or whatever, something like that.
2: Well, it's like that it's, it's a bit of an affront. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it also would give a prompt for them to go into second gear. So it's all fun and games and they're all gentlemanly and they're all like, you know, they're, they, you know, they're like doing the struts and all that sort of stuff until you hit them in the face. Then they actually get angry and like, they can get mean at that point. Like they yes. do the pretty thing, but I don't know that we ever see the deadly side. <laughs> um, it, no, i mean for real like no, that it, was
1: a great line i'm sorry
2: yeah
1: <laughs> we see the pretty let's see the deadly part yeah i i kind of i have a little bit of that issue with uh with daniel uh uh red death with 2.0 okay i want to
2: okay. see i
1: want to see him more as a killer
2: I, i'm to, with you on that as opposed
1: I, I... to kind of being a guy pretending to be a killer a little bit more i think that would help that act with 2.0 a bit
2: I'm with you. Uh, Stevie Turner and Amelia McKenzie certainly had a match that. that You wanted to to talk
1: about that. You chose something to talk about.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because Stevie Turner looks like Thomas Dolby. And I needed to get that in, and if I <laughs> if I didn't get that into the show, this would have been a bad show. I had
1: three jokes, and I needed to get that one in. That I, I still down. got I've one more before. for later.
2: Yeah, oh, do no, you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got I got one more later. Yeah, no, but uh, no, the Stevie Turner looks like Thomas Dolby. Uh, probably should be a baby face. I I don't know if the heel thing's really working for her. Um, here, let's, Charlie uh, Dempsey oh. is gonna <laughs> Charlie Dempsey, Charlie Dempsey,
1: baby. Okay,
2: great. Not, yeah, I said I said his name.
1: Uh anything on SmackDown? Let's just finish all the WWE for now. We can get a little to AEW to end it. Okay, uh, so
2: like Rey Mysterio <laughs> finally This delivered. is the only thing to talk about. This he, is the only people, thing to talk about. People he finally delivered. He finally delivered tonight. I need to get I need to get it up. Cause you know, for a long time we've done Mysterio family theater and, and I gotta tell you, Jeff, it's over now. It's over because Rey Mysterio did this better than I could ever hope to when he said tonight on commentary to Pat McAfee, as a parent, you have to understand, (laughs) that's my son.
1: I wish McAfee, thank you, Captain Obvious, appreciate that. Wait, Dominic's your son? What? You should just play dumb. Wait, what? How did I not know this? I watch the program every week. I, Dominic Mysterio is your son. Wait, Dominic Mysterio. Oh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Got it. Ray, Ray. Family
2: is so powerful. Family is so powerful. Family is it, so family powerful. But I have to
1: remind people that he's my son every week. That's how powerful it is. <laughs> oh God. Oh, he, this is such a is such when he fun. said that. How I was hoping. I I I
2: I like. <laughs> it's it it couldn't get any better than that like see a punk on commentary not interested ray mysterio on commentary get my money where's my wallet
1: it's such a and and the people who do improv because i know a lot of people listen to this that do improv or have tried it it's such a level one labeling as a parent as a doctor as a mechanic i have to tell you Oh, wait, you didn't. You weren't fixing a car for your space work when I came out on stage, so you'd let me know you were a mechanic? You're just going to stand there and just do nothing and then go, I'm a mechanic. Okay, great. I'm a Mysterio. And as a parent, I have to a- let you as know- As a
2: mechanic, I work on cars all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, never die, Mysterio Family Theater. I just, I want- <laughs> I want some sort of alternative comedy whenever he's coming on, like like just three guys in seats, just just cracking wise at a screen when Mysterio is on and trying to emote. And act. my God, my son, let's go, boy, <laughs> beat Sammy, son. Oh, it is the worst. <laughs> Let's go to AEW I guess unless you had anything else lingering there. <laughs> um We can't I, top the Mysterio conversation.
2: No, no, you you can't top the Mysterio conversation. Uh I don't know that the Bianca Knoxville thing is going to write the ship on Becky and Bianca. I think Becky is still kind of like working as a babyface and I even thought yep. that that end interaction where Bianca holds... Yeah, Becky crashes the celebration, but then, like, Bianca, like, forces the issue. Like, you know, she wasn't letting go of Becky. Like, Becky was going to hit her. Like, uh, you know, like... Uh,
1: uh. You know what? They should have changed her to theme. I think that would do it because everybody wants to cheer when they hear, whoa! That kind of thing.
2: That would help. That would help, for sure. Uh, She should get one of those... Like, they, they've got a lot of bland themes. I They can go to their little bland, like, theme library uh, that they've amassed here. I, Even I a
1: bland why. theme, like, for yeah. Braun Breaker. Braun yeah. Breaker's bland.
2: Do, they have dude, they have a massive bank of bland, <laughs> like, boring riffs. Like, the worst riffs. By the like, way, let,
1: I'll throw this trademark at you. They, WWE, this week, trademarked a new thing for Becky Lynch. Big time Becks. Mm-hmm. That, does that do heal things for you? No, it doesn't. In your loins? Okay. No,
2: it does not do heal things for me. Oh, one other thing. Uh, <laughs> they forgot on SmackDown to turn on Rick Boogs' guitar effects. <laughs> so he had to go out there and die the worst death of any guitar player. Like, God love the man. He had to go out there and play with no amp effect or anything, just the clean tone direct in. Um, you could, you you might not catch it, but if you go back and listen to it, it's like plank, 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 plank. Like, and he, I saw him try to play through it. What he, what he realized is if I don't actually play the notes, he won't notice it so much. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: That's been this week's guitar criticism by Chris Novembrino. I'm going to hate
2: hard. Okay. That's actually the tagline for that segment.
1: Something I am not hating. I am jacked up to the gills for those AEW shows next week. Between Rampage and and Dynamite, both two hours, both have a kind of pay-per-view type of feel. I thought that the one lacking thing in Dynamite was no Ruby Riot pushing this match in some kind of promo. They could have cut the Gun Club promo, which didn't matter. Everything else was driving towards this thing, and they rectified it on Friday with the uh, with the face to face. I thought, oh, maybe, they? maybe, did, maybe. Did they? Okay, did hold they? on, hold on. Let me let me let me explain myself that I'm not totally on board with this Ruby promo because I thought this Ruby promo was going great until she invoked you're being up in Tony Khan's ass, and that's just that's kind of fourth
2: wall I don't like. And if you're gonna compare, I, I, mean, I don't even think that was the only problem. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so I I think that Britt Baker, uh, she's in yet another region. Where they don't <laughs> seem to notice that that she's a heel. Yeah, and
1: you know what? I I, I <laughs> this is just burying me all the time about this thing. I thought it was gonna be a regional thing, and now it's not. That's not correct. even
2: that's not even your line. I, that, that, there there are other people who are saying the regional thing. Like that that was like a that was a bit of an internet trope, and that, that's what I'm. I'm not necessarily going okay. at you. Okay. Um. No, but I, there were a lot of people who said, "Oh, it's regional." That's why Canny was saying it's regional um like wait where's it, where's
1: kenny's mask you just brought him up and he, yeah,
2: okay so Kenny oh he's a
1: lo- faux luchador he's got no jaw mask. he
2: has no jaw like he can't actually talk this just, week
1: just taking a leak on the mexican tradition and going without his mask what the i mean come on this this is the worst consistent bit that we have because canny can't remember canny's a bad actor Kenny can't remember That's his mask can't remember true. his costumes what that, no, I, I saw Kenny. Candy a great actor. No, I saw Kenny in Our Town. He was terrible.
2: <laughs> well, you should see him in Les Mis. Oh, really? What yeah, part he, does he play in Les Mis? John Valjean. Oh, he took the lead of John Valjean. He was gonna be Javert. Okay. But he decided that he wanted something a little bit bigger, a little more ambitious.
1: Yeah, I, I could see. And Candy he got it. A, a
2: local Candy theater like... production, a little little Dallas Community Theater. <laughs> it's nice. We're, we're now, the, now i want to see now i want to see a cannon, john
1: valjean i don't care what anybody says uh, you know
2: his interactions with Cosette are actually quite touching uh okay. he has he has a real poignancy uh so uh, we're terrible did you yeah um what were we on Oh,
1: uh, Ruby, Ruby, Soho's. Ryan. Okay. Ruby, Ruby Soho, I, I, okay, so I did. Like, okay. So like, so like Britt, Britt
2: Baker, Britt Baker actually analogizes in a lot of ways to Becky Lynch. So you're talking about big time Bex, Britt Baker keeps going out there and doing the D M D, which is something to get the crowd on board with. Mm-hmm. And she even stops and lets the crowd finish it off and then gives a satisfied smile. When she walks out tonight on rampage, she's looking at the audience. She's smiling. She, she's Tony, uh, regional baby face, Tony Siobhan and she gives Tony a big hug um, and you know the crowd is very happy about that and then Ruby Soho comes out and like diminishes Britt Baker who this crowd likes and then Britt Baker you know delivers these lines and some of these zingers are too valid and and like I, I just it this isn't working. What, what was okay? She's I'll, not. I'll... She's not. Wor- she's not working as a heel because Correct. she consistently fails to get baby faces over. Ruby mm-hmm. Soho may be over still, after this interaction with Britt Baker. I suspect she will be. But it will be in spite of, not because of, the interaction with Britt Baker. Ruby Soho could have a feud with Nyla Rose wherein she prevails and be more over at the end of that and more established as a character than she will be in this match with Britt Baker, unless she beats Britt Baker, which would be... A, 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 a hot shoddy sort of move it, be, it would be it would certainly be a play i i don't think it would be the right play um but Britt baker is failing to get baby faces over because she's too yeah, over herself I, no
1: i i agree wholeheartedly with you my my point was more i liked this version of the taking shots at wwe versus say christians on wednesday where he was talking about developmental and leaving developmental and all, all those. I just, I just, there are ways to do, to, you can tear down this. And I'm a, I'm a total hypocrite about these things too. I admit, because like Crockett would always do that, but it was more here. Here's what it is. You need to build your company up more than tearing theirs down. And here's where I'm a hypocrite. Cause I love ECW when they called it, when they used to call it the circus you know tom pritchard went to the circus that's why he's not here you don't get that joke in uh two weeks you'll flip over it or whatever you know when you join the body donnas and stuff but like crockett would always go well these are where the real men come to fight versus you know wearing costumes and blah 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 and this and that and the other and here it's more like they're tearing adam cole down even though he's supposed to be a superstar and they're tearing down developmental at the same time. It it, it just it, it's not working for me in some ways.
2: Yeah, saying that Adam Cole lost the Wednesday Night Wars yes actually does hurt Cole. I think in substantial enough ways. Uh, I I I don't I I don't find that to be a constructive usage of heat getting or whatever. I actually think that that probably actually. Takes the teeth and the sting out of Cole. Um, you know, it, this is in a way. It's like I like this show, but it remains a bit of a tough show for me to review, just because like I don't care for the Omega stuff at all. I, I, people seem to be enjoying it, and so in that sense, I, I feel like it's it's successful. But I, Kenny, a, as a heel character, right now, to me, is just boring.
1: I thought the I thought the show did what it was supposed to do, because it felt like they were trying to fit in too much. Because it was a go home show, in some ways. Oh, and-
2: um, one other thing. I, I, in, another example of bad heat getting. I think that Jericho and Swagger, uh, doing the who's on top thing, was tasteless uh, bad for all these qualities. Like you get all these MMA guys in there and they're all named guys. And then you introduce a,
1: put them over on TV. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You don't put them over on TV and you introduce a homophobic chant now for people to uh, chant at this, at this group, whenever they come out. Like, uh, I don't really think that that was the play.
1: Yeah. Uh, I liked the FTR sting Tully thing where he no-sells the chair and Tully just looks so tiny now from back in his days when he was like really kind of jacked and taking a few roids here and there to get bigger uh, I, I just love the look of him being a feeble old man next to next to Sting who is still a giant uh, here's what I want next week in that tag match I want Sting to no-sell the spike pile driver like Hawk of the Road Wars I think that'll get a huge reaction um, I liked the MJF promo I know a lot of people did. I know a lot of people said that's the wrong kind of heat, blah blah blah. But uh, compared to the wink wink nudge nudge stuff he usually does, I thought that was great. I think Pillman Jr. is terrible on promos. He doesn't. He's he's doing the wrong kind of promo. He, he's he's doing doing the the uh, all the hometown people are gonna love me type of promo. Instead of being bad and taking this personally, saying, "Look, you don't you leave my father's name out of your mouth." I'm going to knock your teeth out type of thing. It was, it was the, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> this line killed me because it's works on two different levels and it's a little uncomfortable on one. I'm not ju- you're not just not messing with a man. You're messing with a pill man. For Brian Pillman. No boy. No.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think, pillman jr is good at promos either i like him though as a baby face like i see something in the dude uh i just think the i'm from cincinnati i'm from cincinnati 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 to the bengals Bengals. cincinnati <laughs> uh i think uh that actually does unlike other things have the ability to be a very regional baby face thing and unless this <laughs> show is going to start running reliably in Cincinnati they're going to need to come up with I don't, something I don't, think, they, I don't think they Brian even Pomer.
1: like the Bengals in Cincinnati sometimes so it just depends on the year
2: it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough sell for Brian Pilbitt Jr. here so either AEW needs to run in Cincinnati once a month Or they're going to have to come up with something else for Brian Pillman Jr. to get over than just be like Cincinnati, Cincinnati, look at Tiger, 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 Cincinnati.
1: Uh, Last thing I have is I wouldn't have beat Dante Martin in that FTR tag match. I would have beat Matt Seidel. I think we have to start uh, rationing the Dante Martin losses because I think... back in the 80s, you always had the white hot young baby face who, who'd get he'd get beat by the veteran guys, but he'd also also like team with a guy of a similar I'm thinking like Sam Houston would sometimes team with Pez Watley and they'd get I, in, I knew
2: you were going to go Pez Watley. No, Matt Seidel was totally the Pez Watley. Yes, here. he's the
1: Pez Watley here. And and it's one of those things where they can get wins over George South and Gene Legan if you wanted to. But uh, anytime like Anytime Houston would team with Dusty, he's taking the fall here. And that's what I think they should be doing with Dante Martin a little bit here is connect him to a top baby face as well. Let them team a couple times. He can take the loss there, but he shouldn't be taking the loss when he's not with a guy who's a top guy. That that was, that was my thing, but I, I love the Excalibur line. Maybe made me start rolling on on my couch. It's like, Scalibur goes, they're one of the best ever AEW tag team champions. They're also one of the only AEW tag team champions like Scalibur. Uh, Any thoughts on Dante Martin?
2: I like him. I agree with you that they need to ration the losses. Uh, The right team won in this match. I continued watching FTR for me remains a little bit frustrating just it's like you sent me the clip of them doing a spot with uh pillman where uh they uh, you know took something like out of the uh, the old I'll, 90s. I'll yeah
1: they, they yeah. copied the brain busters who were doing this spot where tully had his hands behind his back and he's ducking punches and stuff and arn gets a phantom tag or gets a tag that the guy doesn't see and then he's continuing to taunt him with his hands by him back and arm comes in and, and hits the guy from behind
2: yeah it's great uh ftr has all those sorts of things sprinkled in their matches and uh, other teams in this company kind of don't do that um I, I just i find ftr's matches to be really enjoyable in a way that i, d- I don't necessarily feel about other tag teams
1: Anything in AEW or on the Lazy River you
0: would like to talk about, Chris? Oh, I'm just—I was scanning—I was scanning, I was scanning oh, okay. Dynamite.
2: <laughs> I, I was just what trying was to see- dead air, Chris. <laughs> no, no. I, well, I didn't want to go do, doot 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 while I was like scanning. Yeah, okay. You know. Um uh i'm just trying to see if there was anything that we maybe missed from raw or something yeah uh, well
1: I, I you know I, the beginning of raw was great the end of raw was pretty great Everything oh that Nick, stunk
2: yeah nikki ash uh got that weird win over to Tam, tamina that she wasn't supposed to get i guess what are we doing i i i, I, I don't know. <laughs> bad uh bad stuff yeah drop beat eva marie again which guess, again which okay um, Which means Eva
1: Marie is probably getting a win at the pay per view. Yeah, <laughs> it was a cool down match or something like that.
2: Um, and then what do we what do we have on Rampage? Uh, we had we had uh Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade.
1: That was, that was cool. okay. That's yeah.
2: okay. Uh, you know, I, I people are higher on the Lucha Brothers week to week than I am. Um, yeah. Same. I, I, yeah. Anna Jay defeating the Bunny. <laughs> this is. This is, this is a bit of a rough, rough match.
1: Yeah. Uh, when Tay Conti's your ring general out of the four women out there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Miro defeats Fuego Del Sol to defeat or to get Del Sol's car, which was, it was strange. I
1: like uh, they I, didn't take the car. I mean, I, I was expecting a crash. Or, or no, but we're going to get like
2: the car as a follow-up. And I yeah. think the problem with this is that no one, like, at home. No one bought it. No one bought it. So I, I don't think that this necessarily delivered what it needed to deliver for Fuego. Um, if anything, here's this only works if you've gotten Fuego to the point where. You kind of believe in this guy as an underdog because he's gotten some sort of meaningful upset yes, victory. Yeah. Like, it, he beat, I don't know, somebody. Murder somebody. Hawk,
1: something like that.
2: I mean, it, what if he had, like, he beat Adam Cole in Adam Cole's debut? Like, it's a roll up or something, but, like, he beat him. Right. Um, and, and it's, like, this thing that's bothering, you know, that's out there. I it wouldn't necessarily be the guy, but, like, you know, it works if. Off of that, how about
1: one of the young bucks,
2: one just of the in, young a, in a singles match, as or opposed he to a beats, tag match? He beats both of them in singles competition, and based off of that, he's feeling he's feeling like okay, maybe I've got something yeah. here. Yeah. And now, he, and now he wants to go back against Miro, and then he puts the car on the line. Yeah, that could get fans to go. Oh man, I don't know if Flago's going to do it. But, like, maybe he could. Maybe They seem maybe to he... like
1: him a lot. You know, even even yeah. the people that know the backstage stuff as opposed to just watching the television program would buy into it. Totally.
2: And, 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 like, Sam, like you can have, like, an interaction with Sammy and Flego where, like, you know, Sammy's like, are you sure you can beat Miro? And Fuego's like, dude, I beat Nick Jackson. I beat Ma- Mark Jackson. Uh, not Mark Jackson. Uh, uh, the other Jackson. He, uh,
1: he's the best friend in the Kumite. Have you seen yeah. me? Did you see how I finished that guy? And how i gonna go finish the bad guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I got this. I got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think then it becomes compelling. Also, if you're going to do this, you have to give this match a little bit more time than it got. Uh, you, you cause you gotta get people to bite into it. But yeah. that this story has a chance of maybe playing out for fuego, that he might drive off with the car and the title at the end of this. Um, I, I thought the absence of that sort of goobered out Fuego a little bit. And like Sammy comes to make the save and even that softly goopers out Fuego a little bit because now Sammy's got to come in and save his, uh, you know, his injured Apollo Creed friend after uh, the big Russian murders him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did like, I did like Miro's line. <laughs> I served my God up above and <laughs> serves me down below. Uh, <laughs> He's so good at this character four man booth again but this time ricky stark's in there with jericho mark henry just doing his main event promo stuff stark's brought nothing jericho brought too much i i, I just make it taz and excalibur please please
2: punk's great i enjoy punk uh you Punk's know. fine yeah he's on the he, main
1: he's not i don't think he's gonna do rampage commentary but i mean if he does he'd be welcome
2: That'd be great, actually. Uh, especially since you don't need him week to week. He'd be actually a really yeah, welcome addition on 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 Rampage. He doesn't need to be on every Rampage. He can be a Dynamite only guy, and then tune in to see CM Punk do commentary on Friday nights. Is a that might be a draw. draw. Yeah.
1: And Hook has great hair. We'll end it on that. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen. You can follow Chris at DWATG. You can just follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. All one word. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling Radio Network podcast network uh you can watch the video of us talking and seeing each other's facial expressions on voices of or youtube.com slash voices of wrestling we'd like to thank our sponsor this week my bookie use code ropes double your first deposit chris has other interests i don't because i tend to watch wrestling every day now (laughs) it's become a thing um but uh, he does a show called don't worry about the government he's going to tell you about right now
2: yeah. So first, if you want to see me play guitar, one of my other big interests, there's actually a YouTube channel for that. Now you can go and uh, search Chris Novembrino on YouTube and sub oh, up to that.
1: I was hoping what? it was going to be called like screw Rick Boogs or something. Like
2: that. No, 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 no. I, I Although there is me playing the Rick Boogs uh, Nakamura theme the week he did it. And I actually do tremolo picking on like Rick Boogs, who uh, just uh, picks the note. I'm just saying, you know, it's not nothing. It's just, you know, maybe I'm doing it. Um, but you, you can go and check that out. Chris Domabrino on YouTube. The other shows don't worry about the government. Um, now also on YouTube, I'm doing like trying to do at least two times a week, but probably upwards of three times a week, a shorter format, which we're tentatively calling the DWATG dispatch. Um, they're like closer to 30 minutes sort of thing. Um, and you can check those out on YouTube, um, or you can go to patreon.com slash DWATG. And uh, you can follow the show at DWATG on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. And uh, I, I got this, Hawkins. I wanna I wanna end on a tribute to Norm McDonald. So I thought the best tribute I could do is write a joke for uh, Norm McDonald in the style of Norm MacDonald. So I'm gonna do my best norm here. So uh Hawkins, yeah. have uh you you heard about the coronavirus? Mhm. Yeah. I, I've been hearing a lot about it too. So, I was reading this week that the Health Board in Canada said that the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine will now be called and this is this is for real, Hawkins. Comirnaty, the Moderna vaccine will now be called Spikevax and the AstraZeneca vaccine will be called and again, Hawkins, this is for real. Vaxzevria. Vaxaveria. I think you should have just called it
1: Kill Corona.
2: (laughs) This is this is like if McDonald's renamed the chicken nuggets to Clucker Partlets or something. You're taking a perfectly fine named thing and naming it Vaxaveria. Vaxaveria. (laughs) Vaxaveria.
1: Good night.